Think about if you are in an influential position, you can care for many patients at a time. I think we, I think we undersell ourselves when we think about all of the skills that it does take to be a really outstanding nurse. Put yourself out there and raise your hand and to know that you have the ability. This is Kathy Driscoll, Chief Nursing Officer at Humana. Welcome to The Voice of Humana Nurses, a podcast about clinicians committed to improving lives. Join me, other nurses from Humana, and special guests as we discuss topics nurses care about. Hi, this is Kathy Driscoll, Chief Nursing Officer at Humana. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of The Voice of Humana Nurses. In several of our previous episodes, we've touched on the subject of nurse leadership and on the importance of nurses having a seat at the table, not just in healthcare, but in other parts of our world too. Nurses are the largest healthcare workforce with over 4 million strong. Nurses are the most trusted in the care and compassion that they bring to their patients and families they care for. And this trust has been bestowed upon them for 20 years in a row now, according to the Gallup industry. Yet when we look more broadly, nurses are not as well represented in decision-making roles, both in healthcare or many other sectors. In media, for example, nurses are often the last, if at all, pulled in for expert commentary on health topics. When nurses have a seat at the table together with other leaders and influencers of policies and decision-making, they're actively contributing to promoting change, advancing health, and advancing health outcomes. We really have to do better. We have to understand the value of nursing and start to make progress to amplify the nursing voice and our presence in decision-making roles. So I'm really happy that today with me is Sharon Pierce, a nurse leader, a registered lobbyist, public speaker, podcaster, and so much more. And I'm so delighted to host this conversation on nursing leadership and on nurses having a seat at the table. You know, Sharon was highly recommended for our podcast by one of our very own Humana nurses, Stephanie Sugg, who I believe goes way back with Sharon, even to their high school years. But I'm going to let Sharon fill us in on the details. So welcome to the Voice of Humana Nurses podcast, Sharon, and thanks for carving out some time to spend with us today. So I'd like to get the conversation open by getting to know you a little more, Sharon. Um, For starters, why don't you tell our listeners where you're joining us from today? I am joining you from Garner, North Carolina, which is right outside of Raleigh, our capital. Awesome. And maybe you can share a little bit about your career journey, about the things that inspire you as a nurse. Absolutely. I always knew that I wanted to be a nurse since I was in the second grade. I had to have multiple surgeries myself and I fell in love with a nurse that took care of me. So I always knew I wanted to be a nurse. So I started out my educational journey going to a community college and getting my associate degree in nursing. While I was going through getting my degree, I learned about nurse anesthesia and they didn't teach me about it in my program, but I learned about it whenever I was doing my rotations through as a student nurse. And I decided then 
that's what I wanted to do. So I worked as a registered nurse in ICU for about four years. I decided to go to the operating room just to make sure that I wanted to make the time commitment to be a nurse anesthetist. And that's exactly what I did. So I was a newly minted nurse anesthetist at the age of 29 years old. So I've been giving anesthesia for multiple decades now and have loved every single minute of it. I thought I would never go back to school again. I had my master's degree, my certificate in anesthesia, and, you know, I should know at my seasoned age never to say never. And indeed, I went back and got my doctorate from Yale University and graduated in 2021. And here I am today. Well, congratulations on that. And I agree, never say never. It's often a topic of conversation with our nurses. What is the right time for and should I? Um, So really glad that you followed your passion. And I also loved hearing about your personal experience. I think for so many nurses, a personal connection to another nurse is really what's inspired us on our career journeys. So thank you so much for sharing. You know, Sharon, um, nurses really have intimate knowledge and understanding and expertise about how the healthcare system works, um, and probably even more so insight into how it might not be working. Yet we often find that nurses are less represented in key influencer roles or key decision-making roles. And I know this is something that you're passionate about, too, really thinking about how to help and how to inspire nurses to have that seat at the decision-making table. So would you mind talking a little bit more about this and giving us some of your insights on why nurses might not be as broadly represented as our numbers should indicate, yet nurses and the nursing uh, insight and influence is so needed in these positions, probably now more than ever. You are so right about that. Interestingly enough, what I concentrated my project on at Yale was nurses running for elected office, which I have run for elected office. And nurses, exactly as you say, are never really seated at important tables. And nurses have all the skills. And I think therein lies part of the problem. Nurses don't realize that they have the skills. You know, that this, this is a complicated issue in that sometimes gender can be thrown into that. Nurses are 90% female. Um, for instance, whenever uh, a, a male gets up, they look in the mirror and go, well, I could be president one day. A female doesn't necessarily think like that and then compound that with being a nurse and we are you know helpful and caring by nature and we want to take care of our patients and advocate for them but if you think about it you're only advocating for one patient at a time 
think about if you are in an influential position such as yourself, you can care for many patients at a time. And if you look even deeper about the skills that you have as a nurse, these are the skills that you need to be an influential and powerful positions such as running for a political office or being at the table. Think about the nursing process. That, that, that will serve you well in any other uh, process in your life. You assess the situation. You evaluate it. You, you, you put something into practice. And that's exactly what, say, elected officials do. Think about the other skills that nurses have. They're great listeners, um, great at conflict management. They deal on a daily basis with difficult personalities. They are the hub in every hospital of every other department. It comes down to the nurse navigating all of these different things. We've got great communication skills, all of these skills that we already have, and we don't recognize them and how they can fall into a bigger influential picture. You talked in the introduction about 4 million nurses in this country. Yet the last time that we actually had good hard numbers, we know that there were only about 100 nurses that served in legislatures across this country. And we really don't know how many serve right now because there's so few of them that it's not tracked. We're classified as blue collar slash pink collar workers within um, the legislative arena. So it's not delineated out how many nurses actually serve in elected office. Um, you know, think about healthcare itself. We are the, the bulk of the workforce, but yet we do not have a seat at the table, which means that other people are making decisions about number one, our practice and about healthcare who largely have no idea about healthcare. Yeah, those are some really great points. And I really appreciate, you know, how you pointed out that we really need to reinforce with our nursing population the awesome skills that we do have that are so applicable in so many different areas, certainly in healthcare, um, but also in, in other areas too. I know um, there's been an effort um, in partnership with the ANA um, about nurses on boards and, and you know, just the same thought process. Um, it doesn't have to be a healthcare board having a nurse and having those valuable skills like collaboration and effective communication and all of the skills that we need to be um, effective nurses, it just brings so much value. And I think we, I think we undersell ourselves um, when we think about all of the skills that it does take to be a really outstanding nurse. So I, I really appreciate you bringing that up. And I was kind of shocked to hear um, the data uh, about, you know, legislative positions. And I, I do wonder, you know, are there, 
are there gender factors in there or is it you know just kind of confidence or or what exactly it is but um i think there's such potential there um so you know kind of as a follow up to that i wanted to ask you what kind of practical advice could you offer to you know to have nurses really start to think about this and think about amplifying their voice, think about really being advocates for um, the profession, bringing their expertise to the forefront, whether it's in their current practice setting, um, as they navigate through their career, or if it's in something that's completely, you know, completely different, like an elected office or a board seat, what, what kind of practical advice would you offer? Well, to put yourself out there and to raise your hand and to know that you have the ability. Sometimes I think nurse, this is a term I absolutely hate. I'm just a nurse. Oh my gosh, that makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up. There is no such thing. There's healthcare in all policies. You brought up a very good point. It doesn't necessarily just have to be something in healthcare, but think about nurses. They are uh, intimate with the patients on so many levels. They're not in there for just five minutes. They're with their patients for entire shifts. So you know not only about the patient, you know about their family, you know about um, their home situations, you know everything. So you also realize how even let's say uh, food deserts impact your patients. You understand how the transportation affects your patients. So you have a lot more knowledge that you don't really give yourself credit for. You know, I had a, a nursing instructor years ago talk about it's so hard to quantify a nurse's value. And, you know, we are just lumped in with the room, with the cost in, within the healthcare system, within a hospital system, because you really can't quantify it. Whenever a nurse has her eight patients or whatever, you walk, you walk down the hall. As you're walking down the hall, you look over, you see that a uh, patient's foley is draining. You see that the bubbles are bubbling in their chest tube. You don't charge like physicians charge for everything they do. It's just a holistic system and you see everything. Nurses are so observant, but they, they see everything that's going on. And you know, what's even more than that, Kathy, they see what's not going on and they hear what patients tell them and they hear what they're not telling them. It's a holistic view. And if we would just realize what we have to offer, and it's not just taking care of the patient by the bedside, but all of those skills are totally transferable to so many other arenas, just like you said. I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, um, direct care nursing is so important and such important um, skill set, but, you know, you really clearly outlined all of the other kind of um, skills and, and compassion and viewpoints that nurses bring. And, and uh, just, 
you you said it very well. Couldn't agree more. And I love how you said, you know, stand up and, and, you know, step forward. That really is probably the best practical advice. I know um, I heard the expression once and it stayed with me. You know, if you don't have a seat at the table, you're on the menu. Get right there. (laughs) That's right. You're, (laughs) yes, yes. Um, but if you don't have a seat at the table, pull that chair right up. What's preventing us? Um, we, we can't be our own, you know, biggest barrier that way. So I think that that's really important, too. Um, you know, we've, we've spent uh, the last few years, my goodness, life has changed so much in so many ways in healthcare and outside of healthcare. And, you know, I think the healthcare system and our, our nurses have been through a lot. Um, what what would you say, any words of wisdom or any kind of, as we think about the future of nursing, what do you think is most important? Um, what, what, where do you see nursing going and, you know, what's your greatest hope for the future there? Well, I can, before I get to the hope for the future, I, I, I want to share a fear for the future. I can't remember the exact statistics, but nurses are tired right now. They have held the healthcare system up on their backs for the last two years um, during this COVID pandemic. And we know that a lot of nurses are going to leave the profession. And that's, that's frightening. But my hope for the future out of this pandemic has come a realization of the public, even more so the value of nurses and what they have to offer. And I'm, I'm hoping that it'll become more and more recognized going forward in realizing all of the attributes that nurses have to offer. You know, nurses are great at making do with what they have. Um, Anytime there's any budget cuts, anything that has to go on within a system, who does it affect the most? The bedside nurse, the person taking care of the patients. I had the opportunity to interview Bethany Hall Long. She's a lieutenant governor um, in Delaware, the first nurse in the country to serve as the Lieutenant Governor. And hopefully she's gonna run for governor and will be the first uh, nurse to serve as governor in this country. But, and that's if nurses will support her, which is another topic altogether that we need to discuss. But one thing that she says is that when nurses come to a wall, they'll go over it, around it or under it, but they always make things happen. And that's the skill set that we need to take forward in, in, in other arenas um, that can be helpful to our patients, our public, and the, and the citizens wherever we live. I love that. I love the uh, description because that is what nurses do. Nurses get the job done. Um, I guess my other hope would be that um, I, I think that the value of nurses has been heightened, um, the awareness of the importance. I think, you know, as you said, it's time to really seize the moment. And I hope that we're supportive of one another, too, because it, it has been a tough two years. And it's, you know, it's tough 
um, that healthcare is tough. Um, it's rewarding, but it's tough. So um, I hope we also save some of that support and compassion for one another. Exactly. And, you know, what I was alluding to about supporting Bethany Hall Long, this is something that nurses as as a whole are not used to. Um, You know, uh, lawyers, for instance, if somebody in a law firm says, I'm going to run for office, the checkbooks come out, people start helping in that endeavor, but it's something that nurses are not used to. Think about if nurses all over the country would come together and support Bethany Hallong whenever she does run for governor. I mean, if if every nurse in the country gave one dollar, she'd have four million dollars for her campaign. Um, those little things, but it's just something that nurses have not been enculturated to know, and that's that's what I'm wanting to change going forward, that it becomes our nomenclature within the nursing community. It makes a lot of sense. Open your eyes, think broadly, think really about all of the skills and attributes that you bring to the table and, and support those in one another. Well, Sharon, it's been really um, a really interesting time with you. I'm so glad that um, you've joined us and and given us a lot to think about and really inspired. I am really feeling energized by our conversation. Just before we wrap up, one thing that we always like to ask people, and I suspect I may even know have an inkling what your what your answer might be. There's someone else that you think would be important to have on our podcast to inspire and um, to inform nurses. Um, any anyone on your mind? Oh, I can name several. Just quickly, obviously Bethany Hallong, who I absolutely look up to. I did a, a leadership internship with her whenever I went back to school. There's Erin Murphy out of Minnesota. She was the first nurse in the country to run for governor. Unfortunately, she was unsuccessful, but she is uh, uh, fabulous. Uh, Gail Adcock here in North Carolina was one of the first advanced practice nurses um, to be in our general assembly. She's all of about five foot one, but you would swear she's seven feet tall. Um, just <laughs> there, there, there's so many. I would like to also let your audience know we've started a Facebook page called Influential Nurses. You have to ask to be a member of it, but it's for nurses who are interested in helping other nurses. Um, you know, if if they're running for public office, um, and it's not just that you've got to run for the legislature. Think about nurses and how how perfect they would be to serve on school boards or county commissioners, uh, um, talking about city councils. Nurses have all the skills to be able to do that. And it's a site that we're building to try and find out who is out there, who is running so that we can support nurses in these particular roles. And influence, just like you said earlier, doesn't only have to be in elected office, but serving on boards of directors. Um, There's just all kinds of other ways. Just remember, 
put your hand up. Um, I have never, um, it's never disappointed me whenever I put my hand up and I volunteered to do something. That's great. Uh, Sharon Pierce, thanks so much for being with us today. And thanks for that resource as well. Um, we do have to support one another and we can be inspired and learn from one another too. So really appreciate your time with us. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to today's episode. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to the Voice of Humana Nurses wherever you get your podcasts. And we'd also love to hear from you. So send us an email at chiefnursingofficer@humana.com and give us your comments and feedback and suggestions about topics or people you want to hear about or hear from. So until next time, be well.